I was studying some things that I, I, I wanted to, that were stirring in my heart. I was reading through and it was like the Lord was just giving me some new light on what I was reading. And um, I got to tell you, what I was reading, I saw and it was like, oh, wow. God, that was not for the, the congregation right now. But the Lord was speaking to me and speaking to my heart and what I was actually reading and studying. I'm like, okay, all right. So there were things that the Holy Spirit was just pinpointing in my own heart. And I just want to say, I love the Word of God. I love the Holy Ghost. Because when our intention is to receive from Him, He's going to give us what we need. Amen. My intention was to receive from God to be able to give to the congregation. And here the Holy Ghost is like, no, you need this. And I got, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be point blank with you. It, it, it was like the Holy Ghost was, even though my intention was to, to have the word of God for the congregation. And don't worry, the Lord gave me some things to give. But I'm sharing this because I just want, I'm transparent, amen? The Holy Ghost, the things that we were hearing this morning by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost through different people, different vessels, it's not by coincidence, amen? It's a corporate setting, it's for all of us to hear. I was hearing what the Holy Ghost was leading me in and pointing out in my studying but he was pulling things out because there was things that the Holy Ghost was allowing me to see that were uh, that that needed to be changed in my own heart, Amen. And I'm like sitting there and I'm reading these things and I'm like, okay, God, I got it. Okay, that's for me. <laughs> okay, yep, that's for me. That's for me. And I was like, okay, God, but what about the congregation? What, what, what do you want me to be the voice of, of what, what do you want me to say? I just want to be your voice. And he was like, no, you have this that you need to change in your heart. You have this that you need to change in your heart. I'm like, okay. And I'm just being honest. It's just like that God, that God was just allowing me to see the things that need to change in my own heart. And I believe it was this. God was wanting me to have my heart in a place that I'm able to hear him, receive from him, and I'm willing to change. So that I can then have my heart in a place of submission to him. And he brought me to that place. Now I can hear from him for what God wanted me to give to you guys. I went through this process and I'm sitting there like, all right, God, you know, what is it? What is it that you want for the people? What is it that you want? And it was, he was like the whole time, just hold on and getting me into a place to be able to hear him so that, you know, it's that submission to his authority before I just, you know, come up with my, you know, a great message and all that. But I believe this, that God wants us all to have our hearts submitted to him. I did you know, understand that God was speaking. I said, we would all have our hearts submitted to him. That means whatever he says, when he says it, that we're willing, like what was spoken, willing to make the adjustments. 
willing to lay pride aside and say, okay, God, I got it. Laying our intentions, our ambitions, everything aside and just saying, Lord, just purify me. Purify my heart. Purify me, God. Why? That's what we need. We need to be purified. It's been said throughout the service already. Purify us. Lord God, that's my prayer this morning. Is that we would be purified by your refining fire. Holy Spirit, that you would do the work within us. The Holy Spirit, that you would just begin that, that shaping. We know that you love us, Lord. Holy Spirit, that you love us. And that you're willing for those that you love to bring correction, instruction. We thank you, Holy Ghost, for giving us those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to go to verse 8. <clears throat> Verse 8, he says this, the, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night. This is Amplified Version. So that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will be successful. This word, this word right here, prosperous, I love this, uh, this, this rendition here, and it is this. It's simply prosperous. In the Hebrew, it is spelled T-S-A-L-A-C-H. Salach is how it's pronounced by this uh, pronunciation here, the way it's said. And it means this, to push forward. It means to break out. It means to prosper. But to push forward, to break out. And again, if you look at this scripture, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do in accordance to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way, what? prosperous. You will make your way. If I could say it this way, uh, there's a, a, that place that we can propel, push through, break out of maybe stagnant areas in our life. Maybe uh, there, it seems like we're held back. Like there's something that's holding us from breaking through. Maybe it's that, that spiritual condition that we feel like there's, there's so much more, but God, I just don't know what that more is. But in that place, there's prosper, prosperous uh, things that we can step into, breaking out. But how's it come? It comes by what? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it 
day and night that you may observe to do accordance to all that is written in it. That means reading what? His commands. Reading his word. Meditating on it and not letting it depart from what? Our mouth. We need to speak his word. Speak his word. Okay. If I could say it this way, we have the Bible. Amen. It's the word of God. He has instructions, commands, and things in there for us. We see information about who God is. We see uh, information about uh, what God's like to a degree, right? We know this in Timothy that it says that all scripture is inspired by the Holy Ghost. So what we're reading, it's inspired by the Holy Ghost. The, the, The Bible we can read and there's so many awesome things for us. We also have the voice of the Holy Ghost to help to give us instruction. Amen? And again, the the Holy Ghost will never never come against Jesus Christ. It will always glorify Jesus Christ. So when we have the Holy Spirit leading us, talking to us, it will never supersede or never go against Jesus Christ. Amen? So we have the instruction of the Holy Ghost that comes on the inside. We have the word of God that instructs us that we need to read and to constantly uh, meditate on. And these things are all helpful for us to, to, to know God and know our place where we need to be. Help grow us, shape us, steer us, guide us, direct us. Amen. And I, I believe this is that if we see this, we need to, Take hold of God's promises. And if you would, turn to the book of Numbers. And go to chapter 13. We need to take hold of what God speaks, says to us personally, through his word. We cannot let anything shake us, steer us away from what he speaks, commands. Amen. Trust him at what he says. Trust him in his leading. Trust him in his guiding, in his teaching, in his counseling, in his instruction, in his correction. Trust him. God has so many awesome things in store for you and I. But this is what it's what God is wanting us to to really take hold. Meditate on his word. Most importantly, the word that we see written in the in the in the Bible. Take hold and meditate on the things that he speaks to us. Amen. What he speaks to us is going to line up with what we read in the word of God. Amen. Might not be, you know, pinpoint exact some things like, okay, this, where does it say that, you know, that, uh, that Tim Shannon is going to, you know, cross the river? Well, it may not, but if God speaks something, maybe there's something that God is trying to, uh, a point that God's trying to get across to me that, you know, there's a picture, a metaphor, something that he's trying to get me to understand, but meditate on it. Maybe it's that 
Go into this, this area. Go to speak this to that person. Meditate on this, these things. Why? So that our heart and our mind, our spirit is fixed on what he's telling us to do. Amen? Numbers chapter 13. Let's take a look at this real quick. Numbers 13. I want to read here and I'm going to go verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. Okay, we see that phrase, sons of Israel. That's meaning not just the male, that's the people. Amen? Just for a little, little tip. From each of their father's tribes, you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. So Moses sent spies from the wilderness of uh, Paran at the command of the Lord. All of them men who were heads of the Israelites. These were their names from the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, the son of Zakur, the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hari, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of uh, Jephunneh, from the tribe of Issachar, Egal, the son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, that is Joshua, the son of Nun. From the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Raphua. From the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, the son of Sadi. From the tribe of Joseph, that is the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, the son of Susi. From the tribe of Dan, Emil, the son of uh, Gamali. From the tribe of Asher, Sether, the son of Michal. From the tribe of Naphtali, uh, Nabi, the son of Vafshi. From the tribe of Gad, Gael, the son of Maki, or Maki, or Makai. These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. But Moses called Hashea, the son of Nun, Joshua, the Lord is salvation. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way into Negev, the south country, then go up into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many, and whether the land in which they live is good or bad, and whether the cities in which they live are open camps or fortifications. And what, the land, uh, and what the land is, whether it is fat, productive, or lean, whether there is timber or, on it or not. Make an effort to get some of the fruit of the land now that the time uh, was the time of the first ripe grapes. So God's given this instruction in helping to lead the people to go into the land, which he's promised. Amen. To go send the spies and check it out. Survey the land. Guys, go check it out and see what the people are like. Why? Because he, Moses was inquisitive to see what this was like. What God had set before them. 
So here all these men are gathered up, and he's giving them the instruction. Go out this way and go up the hill and take care of business. Go see what's there. There's a purpose. There's a plan. Amen? God's promise was what? That he was given the land to who? The sons of Israel. Amen? God made a promise. I'm giving you a land that's what? That's... that. Fruitful, that's full of milk and honey. That it's, it's, it's prosperous. Amen? God's made a promise. And now he's having Moses, and Moses is making the spies go out and to check it out. Continuing on. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin to Rohab, a town in Lebanon. Verse 22, when they, had gone, when they had gone up into the Negev, the south country, they came to Hebron and Ahaman, Shishai, Talmai, and descendants of Anak were there. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zon in Egypt. Then they came to the valley of Eshkol, clusters of grapes. And from there, cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two of them with some of the pomegranates and the figs. That place was called the Valley of Eskol, the cluster of grapes, because of the cluster of grapes which the sons of Israel cut down there. Here we are, verse 25. When they returned from spying out the land at the end of the 40 days, they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh, and brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the land's fruit. They brought these, this land back or these, this fruit back, and they're saying, hey, guys, look, it's, it's plenteous. It's beautiful. It's big. It's ripe. It's the best uh, fruit in the land. It's great. Okay, what they're showing them is what, what's there is awesome. We've just come out of Egypt, but what's ahead of us that God has promised is awesome. Amen? Just by the things that they see. And continuing on to the next verse. Josh, you with me? Awesome. So continuing on. Verse 27, they reported to Moses and said, We went into the land where you sent us. And certainly it does flow with milk and honey and this is its fruit showing them here's the grapes here's the pomegranates here's the figs verse 28 but the people who live in the land are strong okay hold on for a minute they see that the land's good now all of a sudden what they're seeing is some difficulty about this land god promised us that he was going to give us this land amen now what the report is okay Here's all the good things, but we just came out of Egypt. We're just in slavery and all these things. Now God's wanting us to go into this land where people are strong. And he was, God's going to give it to us. And what happened? They reported to Moses, verse 28, but the people who live there 
in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified walled, fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw there the descendants of Anak, people of great stature and courage. The people descended from Amalek live in the land of Negev, south country. The Hittite and Jezebite, or Jebusite, and the Amorite live in the, the hill country, and the Canaanites live by the Dead Sea and along the side of the Jordan. Here they are, they're just claiming out all these strong forces of, of uh, armies and people that live throughout the land. Moses, just to let you know, I know God promised us this, but this is what we're up against. God said he's going to give us this. But this is what we see. Strong people, giants across the land. Not to discourage you, Moses, but how's this going to work out? So their eyes are on all the things of the world and the difficult things that lay ahead of them, right? And again, what was God's promise? He would give them the land, right? That flows with milk and honey. Because God did what? He took them out of Egypt and he made them a promise. He made them a promise that he was giving them a land where they would flourish, where they can grow, where they can multiply in numbers. Here's a people group that, that lived in Egypt where they were kept at, like their numbers were kept down. They were kept to being able to have only so many children. They were, they were not able to reproduce to make themselves an army that was so great. But God's promise now is you're going to have this land so you can flourish, multiply. Amen? And it's going to be a land that you have everything that you have need of. God's promise. God's promise. God's promise to us so many great and awesome things. And again, what are we talking about? The things that God speaks to you and speaks to me. To hold on to those things. Meditate on them. Again, not let the enemy discourage or uh, cause us to, to think that this, these things can't be accomplished. There's things that God has spoken to you and spoken to me in our past. He showed us, maybe he's promised you that you'd, maybe it was to reach a people group. Maybe it was to reach a person. Maybe it was that God would allow you to be used in a certain area to be able to speak his truth. Maybe reach a person Maybe it's to be able to flourish in business. Maybe it's to flourish in your neighborhood, to be able to reach the lost, whatever it may be. But what God has showed you and showed me, we got to meditate on those things. Keep them before us. Amen? Those things that God has stirred in our heart. Don't allow the enemy to discourage you or me from being able to... to, to uh, be able to get to that place where God is using us with those things. Can I ask a question? Does anybody here or has anybody here have, have had God speak to you that I want you to go to this place, go to this country, maybe go do this, serve in this area. Has anybody received like God speaking to you instruction to do something for him? Anybody in here? If you could raise your hand up high. Okay, God does not want you to be discouraged that it's not fulfilled or you haven't met that thing yet. You haven't come to that place of, of fulfilling his, if I could say his call 
or his, his pulling you out for that. Don't be discouraged by the things of the world and the enemy's circumstances. Amen? Let's continue on for a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Are you guys okay? Verse 30, then Caleb quieted the people. Why? Because the people were, the report that was happening, the spies that were coming back, were saying all these things that were so hard and so negative. But Caleb quieted the crowd, quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession of it, for we will certainly conquer it. There was a heart that Caleb cried out with. Guys, quiet down. Stop speaking about all the negative things that are ahead. Stop speaking about all the difficult things and the obstacles that we have to get through to get to God's promise. Quiet down. There's a heart of, do you remember what God said? Do you remember what God's promise was? Do you remember what God has called us to? Do you remember what God has called us to, to fulfill for him? That's the cry for all of us. People, good news, family worship center, whoever it may be. Do you remember the promises that God has called you to? The plans, the purposes that God's called you to. Don't worry about the struggles. Don't think about the the things, the obstacles and the hard things that we have to face to get to those things. Maybe it's your, in your personal life. I'm not even necessarily saying that there's a, a call of God to, 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 to go to the nations. Maybe it's something personally that God spoke to you for you and your family. Don't worry about the, the obstacles or the struggles. Constantly meditate on what God had spoken to you. Keep it before you. Don't let the enemy discourage you from where God wants you to be. Maybe it's business. Maybe God's called you to be a a businessman. Don't let the enemy discourage you from being where God wants you to be. Okay, I want to make it a little bit more simple. How many here are sons and daughters of, of Almighty God? Okay. I believe this is that God wants us all to mature as sons, as daughters. Amen. I believe that God wants us all to grow in the stature, the nature of who Christ is. Amen. There's a function we all have as a a son and a daughter. Maybe it's not a fivefold gift or ministry that God's called us to. But we all have influence that God's called us to. Don't let the enemy keep you from getting to the place that God wants you to be. In your maturity, in your growth, in your influence with others. Don't let the enemy keep you from getting to that place. If you're not sure what that place is or what the things that God wants from you, 
I ask you that you would just get into on your knees and get before him. Ask him. It's okay to ask. God, what would you have for me to do? How can I be an influence for your kingdom? Maybe it's the, the response is, go t- tell your neighbor how much I love him. Go pray for that one that is always talking about you. Don't be discouraged by how difficult the task looks ahead of you. But allow God's promise or his command to just resonate within your heart. Let courage grow in your heart. Like Caleb, quiet the noise that's before you, that's speaking against you, and that's showing you how, how incapable you are. Quiet those voices. Why? Because if the promise of God or that command of God is, is there in your heart and has been spoken to you, then what God will, God will pull you through and into those places that you need to be. It takes faith. It takes obedience. Amen. But what's God speaking to us this morning? To take courage. Take hold of his commands and don't allow the enemy to keep us from stepping into that place where God wants us to be. Don't be discouraged by the obstacles ahead. Don't be discouraged by the, even maybe the voice of the enemy that comes to discourage. How many can hear the Holy Ghost speaking to you? How many knows that the enemy will also speak to you? Don't be discouraged when those thoughts or those voices of intimidation or discouragement come. Again, we're supposed to weigh every thought, every vain imagination, and, and, and weigh it up to the word of God. Amen. In other words, the word of God should be our, our check and balance to the thoughts that come. But be full of courage. Be courageous. Allow, you know, we had this, this stirring that was going on on the inside, you know, about the, the praises of God and the things of the stirrings of the Holy Ghost on the inside, how it bubbles up and it becomes active within our spirit and in our heart. That it be, It's like it, it, it becomes so active that it, we feel like that capsule, like that's, that's got this awesome power that's within us and it has to be released. Right? Well, we want these, these things that God's stirring within our heart. To be released. And these promises and these commands and these things that God is stirring within us to be released. How do we release them? We got to constantly meditate on his promise. Constantly meditate on what God's speaking to us. Put it before us. You know, uh, uh, God wants us to have his vision before our eyes. Amen. And he wants us to write them down. And he wants us to write that vision and keep it before us so that we can constantly be uh, stirred, stirring ourselves concerning God, his vision, his plan, his purpose for us. Amen. 
I believe this, that every born-again believer should be able to teach the simple things and the simple truths of the Word of God. I'm not saying in a, in a setting, corporate setting, but every believer should be able to teach a family member, a neighbor, a friend, a loved one, or maybe somebody that's newborn in Christ, being able to teach simple things of the Word of God. Amen? That's part of multiplying as a son and a daughter of Jesus Christ. Helping ones to come to the place where they can grow on their own. And if that's the only thing that we see before us, that is the most wonderful place that we can be to help others to grow in their faith. If there's something more than that that God's put on your heart, by all means, chase after it. Don't allow the the enemy to say you can't do it. Because if you're seeing that yourself like I can't do it, your eyes are on yourself and not on God. Are you guys with me? Guys, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Don't forget his promises, his plans. Pursue him with all your heart. I just want to say this. I really feel like I really feel like that God is recommissioning. I believe that God is recommissioning the things that he's spoken into your heart. I don't I don't understand how we can go into meetings and not receive from the Holy Ghost. And if we're receiving something from the Holy Ghost, I'm just saying, usually the things that we're receiving is to help to shape and grow us. And if we're receiving from the Holy Ghost, there's something that we have to do and we have to grow out of ourselves and grow into him. I'm simply saying, usually when there's growth, we have to step out of things to step into new things. And if we're stepping into new things, that means that we have to not be discouraged by what we have to go through. Not be discouraged on what we have to get out of our our situation, our lives. Laying them down. Well, I, I really enjoy doing this. I really enjoy doing that. Well, God's saying, you know what? I want you to get to this place that I'm promising you, where you can grow and you can be. But you need to lay things down. And sometimes that might be discouraging. Why? Because our flesh man wants the things that are beside us and in front of us. But to get to the promise of God, we got to lay things down that are so gratifying. So whether it's those simple things of growth or those things that God, which I believe, has for every single son and daughter to be able to go out of your own comfort zone, your own home, to reach the lost, reach a a hurting person, or maybe to encourage another Christian or whatever it may be. But I believe that God has something for every single person to step out of yourself and get into him to help to serve one another, sharpen one another, to help to grow his kingdom, mature his kingdom. Guys, I believe that God gives a plan and a purpose to every single person. There's nobody that will sit in a pond of water and do anything there. 
But God wants every person to be in the river of life where there's growth, where there's activation, where there's a, a plan, a purpose, and people are doing things for him. There is not a single person that cannot bear fruit. There's not one person, I believe, that God said, you know what? I'm going to have you plant you there and make you look nice without any reproduction. So what are we doing? What are we doing with our lives? What's our purpose, our intent? Is it so that we could get have feel-good moments throughout our entire existence here on earth? Or is our life supposed to be that, 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 that place of where we're receiving from God? That there's, there's a, a, a heart change within us and there's something that's just on the inside which is bubbling up, which is stirring us to do something with what God is speaking to us, doing to, in, on the inside of us. God wants all of us to reproduce And I'm not talking about in the physical. I'm talking about spiritually reproduce. But we face so many things in our lives that are discouragement. And it might not be like, oh man, I am so discouraged. But how about, how about because we have to face so many responsibilities. Uh, Maybe people face like, I have to be, you know, you know, this kind of a a person where I I have this kind of lifestyle where I could reach this, this people group. Maybe that's not what God's called you to. So we face all these things because we're trying to amount ourselves to where we think we need to be rather than being in the place that God's called us to be, to seek his face, to just simply follow the simple uh, instruction and leading to reach that one person, reach that that one neighbor that we really can't stand. And that in itself may be discouraging because what they say about me, how they speak, you know, about me and my family and the words that we say may be intimidating. God's saying, get, lay that aside. If I've called you to speak to that person, speak it. Reproduce. Reproduce the things that God has put in your heart. How do you do that? You share the thing that God put on your heart with that person. Allow it to come to come out of your spirit, man, your heart, and speak to somebody. Encourage somebody. Allow life flow out of your spirit, man. There's so many born-again believers that are dead. So many born-again believers that are dead. Why? Because there's no life flow in their life. It's like a stagnant water place within their own heart that won't allow life flow. We need to be full of life encouraged on the inside, encouraging one another. Why? So the income that God puts in our heart has an outgo to other people's lives. We've got we've to allow God to give into us to give out. 
It's that river of life. And if you look, study the rivers, there's life flow. It's moving. There's an in, come, and there's an out, go. But where there's place where there's just no income or no outgo, the water becomes stagnant, and it's no good. God wants us to have pure life flow. Let him input into you and allow it to come out. What God gives us is for us and it benefits us. But it's not just for us. It's to help to get into others. Why are we so discouraged with, with so many things and, and time and work and all these things that keep us from being able to be a life source? We have responsibilities. I get it. But we're so focused on work, on this activity, this activity, this activity, this activity, that there's no life flow. I get it. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a balancing thing that I have to go through also. I have kids. I have responsibilities. I have sports with them and, and responsibilities with those things. But I need to keep things in check and balance. Amen? For my own self. Because there has to be life flow. If we're just coming to church, to, to this building as the church, if we're just coming to the building to receive and that's it, and that, that's it, our only th- intimate time that we get with God, there's trouble. There's trouble. If we're going home and we're reading and we're growing in the word, that's awesome. But it's because God's wanting to bring us to a place of maturity that we're able to, to help others, input into others, influence others in the things of God. Amen? So where are we? Where are you? Are you an influencer? Or are you, if you're, where on that growth picture are we? If we're just learning how to grow, praise God. If we're in that place where we're growing to be able to share with others, that's awesome. But if we're in that place where we're just receiving, 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 and there's no output, no flow from that receiving pool, there's trouble. Maybe that outflow is in your family. Have an influence with somebody. That's all I'm simply saying. Don't allow that, that all that good stuff to just store up in that pool, in that pond, and not be able to be released. Amen? Allow that life flow out of your spirit, man, to affect others. Hallelujah. So Caleb quieted the people down. He said, go, quiet people, quiet down. Moses, what did God promise? And, and Caleb comes out and tells him, right? So God said, we will eat the fat of the land. 
He's promised us this land. There's a difference between Joshua and Caleb and the rest of the spies, right? You guys know the story. There's something different about the two because their eyes were fixed on what? God's promises. Not fixed on, oh my gosh, there's giants that we have to take down. Oh my gosh, there's all these armies that are there that are strong. Their eyes were on the promise of God. Fix your eyes on the promises of God. And again, the word of God and those things that he's promised him when he's spoken to you in that intimate time. Fix your eyes on those things. Why? Because the enemy wants to discourage you from what God's promised you. So come against the enemy. Come against him. How do you come against him? With your words, authority that we've been given through Christ Jesus. Devil, you will no longer discourage me. You, those words that you're speaking, to, that you're trying to discourage me. No more, devil. No more, devil, will you have an influence on my child's life. Okay, let me put it into some, another way. Devil, what you've been doing in my family, you will no longer do. With my loved one, with, the, with my friend, my family member, whatever it may be, you can no longer have influence. Begin to use your words. Speak against him. We have authority. Amen? Devil, you will not keep me from receiving the promise of God. God, I will keep my eyes on you, and I will be fixed like a flint, that my eyes will be set on what you've spoken to me. I thank you, God, that you've promised me those things and that you've promised that you will take me to that place and that you'll allow me to be able to be a life source over here or over there, my neighbor, that God, that you said you promised that you would give me the, the, the very uh, things that I need to, to be able to get across the country, to get to that place. I believe that God wants, wants all of us to experience this. And I'm just saying, I believe God wants us all to experience missions a missions uh, trip. I'm just saying, maybe we can't at the moment, but I believe if you have an opportunity to go on a mission field, I you will be blessed. I am simply saying. Anybody ever been on a mission trip before? Okay. It is life-changing. I need to get back out on a missions trip because I'll tell you what, I miss it. I miss seeing people that have been that that, that don't have what what we have available, but what they have, they are so grateful for, and what they are so open and uh, wanting to receive from God. It's so awesome. It's powerful. People's lives change. Why? Because they don't. They're so free and open to receive. It's powerful. But guys, keep your eyes fixed on the promise of God. Trust him with all of your heart. How many are ready to just do exploits for him? Whether it's in your neighborhood, your family, how many are ready to do some awesome things for God? If you would, if you would stand, please. Lord God, I thank you for your, for your mercies. I thank you, Lord, for your mercies that are new every morning.
Lord, I thank you that you're, you are so awesome. You're so powerful. Lord God, that you have called us as your sons and daughters to, to be fruitful and multiply. Lord, I ask you that you'd stir within our heart the things that we have read in your word. The things that you have spoken to us in the intimacy with you in worship and or maybe it's on our knees, Lord God. Whenever we've been intimate in that place and we've heard you speak to our heart. The Holy Spirit, that you would just allow those things to come back to our remembrance. God, cause us to be fruitful. To be able to be mature sons and daughters. God, that you would entrust to us anything that you ask of us to do. That, Lord, we'd be obedient to speak, to go, to do whatever you want us to do. When you say it, that, Lord, we'd be willing and obedient. Lord, I ask you that you would set us free from ourselves. Set us free from uh, what we have held in our own mind as how things should be. That, God, there would be no bondages on our, on our thoughts, no bondages on our hearts, our spirits. There would be no limitations, God. But, God, that you would set us free, completely free. God, that we would serve you with all of our heart all of our mind, all of our strength. God, that you would just become so real in our hearts that we want to serve you, God, passionately. That God, that we would serve you with such a, a, a love and a compassion for others. That God, you would cause us to be so hungry so hungry for what you have for us, your word. Hungry for your, your leadings and your guidings, the inspirations, the Holy Spirit that you give us. God, cause us to be hungry people, hungry for the things of God. Wake us up, God. We thank you for the refinement the refiner's fire. We thank you for a revival, God, in this place in our hearts. Jesus, change us. It's all about you, Lord. Why we live, why we move. We want to serve you, Lord Jesus, with everything within us. Shape us and mold us. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.